Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 507, It Chapter two. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> so uh, before we dig in, let's go around the table. Everyone can introduce themselves before this, I forget. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And uh, joining us today via skype phone our special guest, Professor oh. Ryan Terry I from RL Terry Real View. Oh, no. Real with two E's dot com. Hey, <laughs> hey, Ryan. How's it going? Hey, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for uh, reaching out. And uh, even though I'm very busy with the uh, HHN and Disney on Ice and my birthday this weekend, I was incredibly just uh, delighted that I was able to set aside some time to sit down with you guys and talk about it. Chapter two, a uh, longtime listener and I uh, really enjoy the show. Even though we uh, disagree uh, kind of uh, <laughs> more times than I would like, but I still really enjoy listening to the show. And it was, uh, and this is uh, you know, extra nice because I got to hang out with uh, Kevin and his family uh, uh, several weeks ago or a couple of months ago, whatever it was, uh, when they were uh, down, uh, down here in Florida at, uh, at the parks. And it was, uh, it was great. So now I, uh, I can uh, have interacted IRL and uh, via Twitter and now uh, sitting down on your show. Awesome. Yeah. Typically, people don't come on as guests after they've met him. Yeah, so usually that's, we try to we try to avoid that at all. Yeah, costs. that normally kind of ruins the whole deal. So we appreciate that. It was fun. Well, it, it is always nice to put a face to a name. You talk to so many people online, and it's like you haven't really interacted with them in in real life. So I can attest, Ryan is as nice in person <laughs> as he is on the uh, Twitterverse. Well, uh, before we get into all that, uh, just some quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash realspoilers while you're there. Join the League of Show Sharers, uh, which is the name of our group, but also a way to share the show, and then we will knight you. Or Ooh. do they have female knights? What do I will? We, yeah, Brianna Tart was a knight. Yeah, Brianna Tart. We will. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped that, watching. Is that Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, Game I gave up. Yes. That was boring. That was. I like. You I had this, quit at the oh, right no, time. I, I just. I think I just died a little. I, <laughs> I had the I, same problem with Game of Thrones that I had with like trying to read the Lord of the Rings book. Like there was too much. 
It was too much information. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I should be taking notes on this. And then I'm like, if I'm going to put this much effort into learning, I'm just going to learn real stuff. <laughs> I'm going to go to school. I'm just going to like read a history book or something. This is too much Not to made take up in. history. I mean, yes. that's, that, wasn't, that wasn't real history this whole time. <laughs> I'm thinking that this, I, I'm reading a legit history, and now I feel like my entire world has imploded. That's what I do. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a impl- imploder of worlds. Implode worlds. I'm a ruiner of things. <laughs> so, uh, um, also, don't forget our Patreon account, uh, patreon.com slash real spoilers, five bucks a month. Gets you bonus content like the uh, Quentin Tarantino retrospective yeah. episode that, that was, you guys that just was a, did, that was a long and one. the joy of knowing that uh, you gave us five bucks this month. So, anyway, there's all that. Uh, let's dig in to it, chapter two. Let's <laughs> like, like it's always fun to start your podcast yeah. off with a hate crime. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I th- it, so this feels to me like it was five pounds of sugar put into a two pound bag. Hmm. Like I can't. It's like the movie or the scene? The movie. Okay. It's very long. Very long. And I'm struggling to, but I'm also struggling to find what to cut. I think. You know what I mean? Like, it's all, here's what I think their problem is with with this movie overall. And overall, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. But it's definitely flawed. Yes. Somewhere, I hope they do a completely different edit of this whole thing. Of the third, of the second part? Of No, the whole oh. thing. Because if the book, and it's been 25 or 30 years since I read it, but as I remember, the book built a lot of its tension by toggling back and forth between the two stories. Sure. Like and, the original TV film does. Right. And so it's like the adults would reference things that happened when they were a kid, but you hadn't gotten that part yet. And you're just like, what does that mean? What's going to happen? How right. does this play out? Where's the other guy? Like you're just kind of wondering these things. And this movie, I think, especially the second one, would benefit from doing that. And I think they were trying to recreate that because they were, I think the kids were so popular in the first one that they, they wrote extra things to put them back in. So they ADR'd Eddie's voice, right? That they changed that kid's voice. Oh, I mean, they changed his face. They oh, used, really? they used de-aging technology on, on him because he had grown so much. Eddie or Richie? Wait. Which is the kid from Stranger Things? That's Richie. Oh, then never That's mind. That's Richie. But yeah. I think so. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie did too. I could, you could tell the CG on a couple of their faces. Yeah. Ben's eyes were weird in a yeah. few scenes. The young one, it's all the young kids, right? Right. And so you could. I, t- my eyes were weird too. The longer that I watched this larger, <laughs> less terrifying chapter, so I, I just couldn't believe everything that was unfolding before my eyes. And I'm, uh, I'm encouraged. I thought this was going to be. The one time that I don't like a horror film was going to be the one time that you guys did because normally it's the other way around. And so I'm I'm actually kind of uh, I'm, I'm I'm a little relieved that I think we're all kind of riding around the yeah. same place on this. My expectations were set very high, and I don't think it was out of naivete because the first one was uh, was so incredibly well done. So I set my bar high. I'm like at least reach that bar. I don't need you to surpass it. Just you know, as long as you meet it, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy. So chapter two had some major clown shoes to fill, <laughs> and it just it just couldn't do it. It's uh, stuffing its shoes just like Bev was probably stuffing her bra <laughs> when she was a kid. So we've got individually there are a lot of really good components that right. in and of themselves work really well. But the execution was just just really sloppy and. And it's like breaking the cardinal rule of don't rely upon your flashback to tell your main story was broken over mm-hmm. and over and over and over. And it just feels very um, 
it just it it felt very empty. Uh, There's just little connection with this one, and um, and I think the point of a supercut with um, even if it's still five hours long collectively, whatever, but just cutting between the present day and the past, I I think could help it a lot. And it just feels uh, there's just so much that's just not really not really connected here. So I, I think that's a a really good point you guys made. Let me let me ask you guys this. Just to be clear, it wasn't you guys; it was me. Tom wants to take full credit. Uh, so the thing that I found interesting about this one, and I actually I think enjoyed it more than all of you. I I don't think it's perfect either, but I mean I maybe enjoyed it a little bit more. But I didn't think it was that scary. I, I Correct me if I'm mistaken, and I haven't watched the first one since theaters, but I did really enjoy it. But I thought the first one was pretty scary. Yes. I don't remember the first one being that scary either, to be really? perfectly honest. I, remember, I, I, yeah. I felt like this had more scares in it. I feel like Well, this... different scares. Like All the scares in this were like jump scares. Right. But I thought the first yeah. one, especially with the danger surrounding the kids, was really terrifying and creepy. I, like I will agree that... Uh, um, I think that the first one did a much better job of creating the ambiance of dairy. The atmosphere of dread. Yeah, of yes. dairy, of, of something yeah. being seriously wrong. I thought that scene in the library in the first yeah. one? That was okay. scary okay, so the, the scene with Mrs. Kirsch. And the only thing I see wrong with dairy in present day is it's, it is a town full of bigots. That's, <laughs> right. about all I, that's about all I got out of dairy is like, this is a place where you're going to go log on to Grinder, and you're going to be the only person on there. Maybe two other people. <laughs> yeah, right? but those two so other people are going to beat the Jesus out of you. Right, those, two other, of yeah, those yeah. two other people are looking to beat up the other guys right. on there. I think, <laughs> I, I think the scene with Mrs. Kirsch right. was on the level of the library scene. Which they shouldn't have put yes. that in the trailers. If That was gonna, that was the one, yeah. the one most scary part of the entire film, and I caught that just from before the well, movie. Well, that whole, that whole scene, and the only thing they do, they do cut out what Mrs. Kirsch looks like. But they still put but that they whole put lead the up whole, the whole to thing. it, because I remember sitting in the theater, you know, and you can't avoid it sometimes, and I'm like, okay, that looks like it could be pretty creepy, and then you see the whole thing, right. like, that was the one that they should have left, so if, if, Bar- if Bev would have been just going to visit her, and you didn't know what was up, and right. then it starts unpacking, I think it would have been a lot scarier. And you know, old people are creepy anyway. Yeah, so yeah. you don't need to see <laughs> yeah, Whatever. My, uh, my pick for uh, creepiest scene, if we're going to, or uh, highlighting uh, the creepy scenes that you know we did like right now, that uh, I think the creepiest scene um, could have been uh, the the afternoon tea scene, the, the morning tea scene there in the, the, the Kirsch house. But I, I feel that, the scene under the bleachers with Pennywise, the little girl, yep. yeah. is the creepiest scene, and it was so nuanced. Uh, I I feel that you know there was these small things that Skarsgård did with Pennywise in that moment that made it feel incredibly uneasy and creepy, and it was those two to three minutes that I feel the um, the experience I had in those two to three minutes is the experience that I really wish I had through the majority of the movie. Because it felt, it felt, it felt very sinister, and everything else was almost on the verge of, of camp, and and it's the worst kind of camp. It's the unintentional camp. Right. Well, it's and, the and I think yeah. In chapter one, Pennywise is your main focus. Right. You get more Pennywise, get, and, and than so that one, yeah. when he when he shows up in this one, there is a level of dread, uh, like the scene under the under the bleachers, or when Bill see not Bill, but when Richie sees him with the Paul with Paul Bunyan, or so like. He's there, but he's not there, and it's a shame because Skarsgård, I think, does a phenomenal job. He he's given 
almost a, a thankless task where he has to follow Tim Curry. Uh, he's Heath Ledger to Tim Curry's Nicholson. It's exactly right. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Oh, and, that's a, I like that analogy. That's that's really good. And and the thing is, is that although, I mean, I thought that Skarsgård was very good, very creepy in the first one, um, but I think the other thing that I have a problem with, with this one having even less of him and being less scary, is I didn't even think in the first one that his Pennywise was as creepy as Tim Curry's. I mean, I, feel, I think that Tim scene Curry's... With, that scene with Georgie, to me, is creepier... His his ver his that scene with Georgie with Skarsgård is creepier than the Tim Curry version. That might be a little better, but I just think the design overall. Like I think the original Pennywise, and I know that I grew up with that one, but I still comparing them side by side. I think the Tim Curry it just personally is a more disturbing, creepy because like, he looks real. It just yeah, he just looks extremely well. He looks like a, he looks like a human. Yeah, whereas the, where Skarsgård version has like the. The, the bigger, the bigger head, head. Yeah. the mega mind. His, his, yeah, exactly. And a lot of it's CG. I mean, they, yeah. the, the the distortion on his face, uh, while while it is creepy imagery, it's still CG. And I right. think every time you add CG, which this movie's very CG heavy, like uh, the design of the monsters and creatures is a good design. There's a lot of really creepy imagery, but it's a big CG monster running around. That and that, that, that is where I lost it. There's no physicality there. Yeah. So I also. They're too. They're too. They're way too big, and that's yeah. uh, it, that's where it really falls into the camp territory. Because mm. we've got these. Uh, they're they look fake. These mm. giant monsters that look fake. Why are these so big? The creepiest monsters are the little ones that we see, like at the at the, at the dinner scene. Those are far yeah. creepier sure, than the sure. than the, the giant monstrosities that are about to smash our head together with their saggy boobs. <laughs> and so I mean, that's I mean, it's not. Um, it's it's laughable. It's like I shouldn't be. I mean, I like horror movies that I can laugh along with uh, because that's one of the charms of, of a lot of slasher movies because there are some, you know, there's some, there's, there's humorous parts in it, but it's like, this wasn't supposed to be funny. That's the problem. When you're laughing at something that you know isn't supposed to be funny, but it, it is because it's just, it's just, it's just so, it's just so bizarre. It's like, why are we... Why are we doing this? And where the hell did Paul Bunyan come from? I mean, I'm not may not be up on my Americana tall tales, but I I don't think Paul Bunyan is is in Maine. Maybe I'm wrong. I no, always Paul, imagine Paul, Paul Bunyan, Bunyan is more like uh, upper north, like Minnesota. Yeah, like that. The, the but uh, but, what I was thinking, but yes. Paul Bunyan is in the book, and oh. uh, and there were two scenes that the director of the movie asked. He's like, "Is there anything that that?" We don't have in the script that you're like, ah, this, this needs to be in. Well, one, King. I want to sell a bicycle, and two, it, Paul Bunyan. It, yeah, but <laughs> but Paul Bunyan was one of those two scenes. That Stephen blank, King said, I that want Stephen that King the... was like, Paul Bunyan needs to be in this movie. Interesting. And so, if for whatever go. reason, he prioritized this scene, and I'm blanking on what the second one was, okay. but, but Paul Bunyan was like practically an edict from Stephen King huh. to include in this movie. Who's the only character in this entire movie with a main accent? <laughs> like the, the Stephen King character yeah. we see is the only one yeah. that is rocking a main accent. I was like, okay, he sounds like Judd. Yeah, like, oh, that's, that's exactly okay. Yeah, the uh, I mean John John Lithgow didn't. You know, he wasn't rocking his main accent back when we were in a uh, pet cemetery. So, he, so uh, he would <laughs> if you go back and rewatch. I just rewatched that like a week ago. He it drops in and out. So he's uh, got it in okay. some scenes. He doesn't have it in other scenes. So like that was a problem with it. Anyway, so yeah, so it chapter two starts off. Uh, we're twenty seven years past the first movie, um, and we've got uh, a gay couple, and they're enjoying themselves at the, at the county fair or the the dairy fair, I guess. And they are attacked by who I thought was going to be 
I didn't realize. I, I thought he was going to be somehow related to uh, the kid from the hospital. Yeah, I thought so. I too. thought he was going to be like his son or something, or like, that I was like to... somehow they had never aged, and that they're just yeah. kind of this constant bully threat in this town. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do know that he has. But, a, I mean, he... there should have been a connection because I was talking with my friends uh, last night uh, when we were uh, when we were waiting for one of the houses who had read the books and, and I, uh, read the book, and I, I haven't read the book and. And I learned from them that this scene is in the book because I questioned them, like, why was it? This just seems like so out of left field. This is not connected to anything. It feels like a lazy. Plot I feel like OK, so here simply I, there to put Mikey where he's supposed to be to see it. And we I never feel like it is any of this. it is in the book because they talk about Richie being gay. Like Which Richie, we never really revisit that either. We, we, we do, plant they all these allu- things. They, they never allude really to it. They al- with yeah, it. they allude to it, but they never really pay it off. I yeah. feel like, Just at the end with I the like plus do. E. Because he what? carves in. It was Richie plus, oh. and you never saw it, but it yeah. was Eddie. Oh, yeah, he, okay. Yeah, like, he was in love with Eddie. Gotcha. Uh, so that was the payoff to me. That yeah, where I think you get the the Paul God, Bunyan I didn't even read scene. it that way. I, yeah, really? well, Paul Bunyan. Scene I didn't where, because I looked, they were alluding to it, and then the plus. You're <laughs> yeah, like, the whole it time it was like plus. Yeah, a, yeah. Well, that yeah. wouldn't be just a friendship thing in the heart, right? You know, like. <laughs> so was Eddie gay too? No, no. I, he, think, I mean, he obviously yeah. was married, but, I guess but it doesn't mean anything. Well, that doesn't yeah. mean yeah. No, but I think Richie just, and that's probably leading to like it wasn't a. Uh, reciprocated you know what i mean it was just, sure sure yeah it was unrequited yes, yes exactly but i think like the the scene with paul bunyan where pennywise is like i know your secret right i'm gonna, right. I'm gonna tell everybody your secret right. like we should tell everybody your secret yeah. and he says earlier he's like i love that scene where he's like i don't write my own material and eddie's like i knew it like those two yeah. definitely have like a relationship that is uh <laughs> contentious but also like we're best friends well they right. pick on each other more they than do. anyone else they are the and... two and they are the comic relief of this movie like right. them together yes. when when eddie gets stabbed in the face and like he stabs uh i can't think of that bully's name bowers bowers in the chest he's like you yeah, should really bowers. you should really cut that mullet what is this the 1980s yeah, yeah. like as he's got a knife <laughs> yeah. like you know a knife wound yeah. or he's like is it that bad and i didn't like, no. like eddie as an adult at all so oh, I no, just his I direction did. was really poor. I mean, I'll give this movie its casting. It's a master class of yeah. casting. I mean, the the, the cast uh, that they picked. I mean, the look you know with a little help from CG. I mean, looks like the kids, and and I, I think you know, the act the people that were selected were great. But unfortunately, uh, uh, only McAvoy and Chastain, and uh, I guess Hater to uh, to an extent had good direction. Everybody else had like the the direction. It was just lacking in direction. It's like I mean, you have a great cast here. Why do we only have three? Not even standout, but three good performances. I thought and then Hater, I thought Hater just kind of phones it in. I thought Hater was the MVP. Yeah, I I, I, think, I agree. I think, I think, I think Hater saves this movie. I think a lot. I think this will be the performance. Hater to me is. The new Robin Williams, I yeah. think Hater has the ability to do the ridiculous comedy, right? But also has like, do you ever see um, what was the one he did with Kristen Wiig, the skeleton? Oh, the skeleton twins. Yeah, like yeah. that's a, that's a next level performance. Like yeah. he's insanely good in that movie. So I a one hour like, photo. Uh, uh, oh. like William, that's one of my favorite Williams performances, and it was probably the first time that I saw him do something completely unlike anything else I had uh, I had ever seen yeah. before. And, yeah. well, and to that point, I, I, I can see the similarities in the hater and, and Williams uh, in this. So, uh, so I'll, uh, I'll concede. Thank I'll you. Gi- I'll, I'll give him uh, <laughs> He'll allow it. But 
I still feel that they're the McAvoy, Chastain, and Hater are the only three who really give us anything. I, yeah. I, I, I just liked just, them all. Yeah. I thought Mike's performance was a little weak, but I, I pretty much, I mean, I really liked Ben. But in defense of Mike, his only job yeah. in the movie was exposition. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's that, what I, I that, just... That yeah. was his... That is the only... Yeah. He's got there's there's nothing else. There's no yeah. drama or story arc right. with Mike. Right. But in the first one, it's like he's dealing with so much yeah. like guilt and and with his trauma and everything right. from from and the I fire. I think in the book, it's Ben who sticks around. It is ben the who librarian. Oh, yeah. yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they changed that. I think to give the black guy something to do. Well, that makes sense. I, and I, don't, mean, movie, I don't mean that yeah. in a dismissive way. I think they were like, we've got one black character in this movie, and he doesn't do a thing yeah, that makes otherwise. Because in the movie, he sticks around too, right? Like, they must have made that change in the like the TV miniseries. I, I don't remember. Because Ben, I'm pretty sure, is a real estate developer guy in the movie ryan am i correct in thinking that real estate developer or architect or yeah i think it may have been uh, may have been an architect but uh but he's out of dairy in the tv miniseries too so that's interesting if that was a change so they'd made that a long time ago and stuck with it yeah maybe it's been so long since i've seen the the made for tv i just the only thing i remember about the made for tv movie is that part one was really good part two was really dumb Kind of like here, yeah. and I won't say the yeah. part. And I won't say part two is dumb. I think yeah. part two, I really enjoyed part two, but I think part one is a better movie. Yeah. Um, well, part one is where we have uh, so much more character development, and then right. we have so much, uh, so much less character development here in chapter two. And and I think that's one of my biggest criticisms is the inability to truly uh, connect with and empathize with the characters. Ultimately. I didn't care who died. And it's like, that should not be the case. I should really care about these characters and what happens to them. And, and I attribute that to uh, having uh, the, because we're not cutting in between, uh, like in the, the TV movie, like, you know, like every other scene is adults and kids. You know, we've actually, you know, separate, separated the two. And we have, you know, this is where all of our adult actors are. I haven't spent enough time with that those actors. I, I'm aware that it's the same character, but I haven't spent enough time visually with these actors playing those characters to truly care about what happens to them. And it's not helped that like a good third of the movie is flashbacks, and so that yeah. ta- that even cuts away more from the screen time that I need to spend as the audience member with the with these actors playing these characters to empathize with them to with the you know the end result being where i truly care about them because i i just didn't care i did not care about these characters i cared about the characters in the first movie i didn't really care about these characters in this one because i'm just i'm tossed back and forth between all these flashbacks and dream sequences and now we're in present day but then oh let's go back to a flashback it is as if this movie is like not chronologically in terms of our uh, our digesis, but in terms of when the movies were released. It's as if this movie is released like ten years, you know, separated from the original one, and we have to be reminded of all of this. It's like it was just two years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I think be reminded of all of this from just two years ago. I think they tried to give you those character developments when they would do the the one shots with while Mike is calling everybody. So that's the deal is uh, there's an attack. Uh, Pennywise shows up, attacks this after this gay couple is assaulted and I mean beaten to a literally a bloody pulp. 
Uh, and like those guys were ready to straight up murder this guy. I mean, he yeah, they knocked I mean, unconscious. They, they did straight up. I mean, they knocked him unconscious and throw him in the, the water. So That's... I know Pennywise finishes the job, but like, but for all practical intents and yeah. purposes. That guy was gonna die. It's not realistic. He would have woken up and swam to shore. No. Like, Correct. That's that's the yes. thing. Is it's like they dumped him in the water to die. I just can't believe that the bullies in this town are just willing to straight up murder people. Yeah, yeah. that's that they like, were not. I mean, what else are you gonna do in dairy? Do you see any industry? <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think this. I think this is where you go. It's just like. Uh, uh, drug, sex, and murdering people. I mean, yeah. that's about all. That's about all you got that's going got on in in daring. Uh, uh, aside from the uh, the occasional visit uh, from a clown every twenty seven <laughs> yeah. years. So, do, do we know why Pennywise? I thought Pennywise kills kids generally. That was why? my question: is why he attacked somebody who's in their mid twenties? Is I don't yeah, know. I didn't, it was yeah, always I didn't get kids. That either. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the because they're not they're not the adults. Because like, are these? Is it, who is this? It's like I don't remember these people. And then. I mean, they're like, well, they're like, they're like in their twenties, and yeah. so why is Pennywise preying on you know these two guys or this guy in his in his twenties and like that? I mean, maybe like, the only thing I can think is like there's the, a lot of inconsistency. The, the the Pennywise creature feeds on fear, so maybe he's just trying to kind of like Freddy Krueger in Freddy vs Jason, where he's trying to get some of that power back after yeah, it's been 27 yeah, but, years but yeah. now you're writing their script for them. i am totally yeah. i agree so he's like he's like rita coming out of her capsule on the moon and and the pilot of power rangers <laughs> yes exactly it's like been that. Ten thousand years <laughs> whatever she says so yeah so mike sees everything go down and he realizes we have to get everybody back together so i feel like this is your opportunity to see where these characters have gone obviously bill is stephen king uh, yep. If they would, they all have successful careers. Don't don't we all wish we had every single one of the careers? Yeah, no kidding. That they had in the movie, like, what are the odds that this one group of friends would all grow up to have phenomenal careers? Like nobody, maybe it's maybe it's because they were losers as a kid, I, and now they're no longer losers. But I think that that's, is not realistic. Not every single one of your friends grows up to make six figures a year doing <laughs> like what they love to do. Well, I isn't Eddie just like a? He's, he's like a, a, a he's risk a, adjuster. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's okay. like a risk adjustment guy. Yeah, uh, but it's like I think that's a sweet ass Escalade. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's a little bit of that. Uh, I don't know if you'd say wish fulfillment. But it's like, yeah, don't worry, kids. You know, even if you're a loser growing up and not popular, you'll grow up and be successful. And the losers will be just the bullies right. and the punks that have no jobs. Like I think that's it's a little you're putting the loony bin on the nose, yeah. but you know. But yeah, I think so. Like I, I do like the joke where. Uh, Bill is trying to finish. A he can't script. finish a book. He can't finish a book, but his endings suck. Yeah. I think that and was, was kind like, of. They I think that was a. I think that was a direct a, shot at Stephen the, King at, and at this book. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have the blood orgy. I'm like, I was sitting there waiting for the blood orgy, I did and there's, not there's think no that blood was orgy happen. in this movie. <laughs> That's well, at least we best. didn't get a turtle and a spider <laughs> fighting. We did get a spider, but we didn't. He we didn't fight a turtle. They took the turtle out. That was not necessary. Yeah. So yeah. So we, you know, he's the Stephen King version. And I, if they would have said that line once, yeah, I was fine with it. But they keep hammering that poor dude mm-hmm. throughout the movie about his endings, and I was like, "All right, not all of his endings suck, right? Like there are some good." Well, like, and the writer also said it's not supposed to be okay. Stephen King. Okay, so I mean, I, I mean, obviously sure. he's involved in, in the movie. They're not directly trying to make fun of him, but that's how most people are going to read it. But they, oh, that's how I read that's it. Exactly and I, and what I'm they're like, well, I, how can, um, how self reflexive because. The ending of this movie was anticlimactic and sucked, so it's yeah, just it's better like than the, the book. books it's and the scripts that better than the book. Within the movie, yeah, it's still better than the book. Yeah. Which you know, and we've talked about The Shining, 
where it's just it's it's a completely different it's almost a completely different movie altogether yeah. uh yeah so they they call everybody and everybody kind of they don't recognize the number and then so what happens is as you get away from dairy you start to lose your memory of dairy which i think is a thing that they do in that show for the hulu show the castle castle rock i feel like when that when that character the main character leaves ben uh leaves dairy like he doesn't remember everything and then when he comes back uh his memories kind of start to come back so they all kind of have forgotten about each other even though they went through this horrific experience and i and i think that would play so much better in a different edit where yeah. he's reaching out like you got to come back you got to come back and, and like, you're like what? And, but as a viewer you'd be like come back for what right. like what happened yeah. and i i just feel like that that's the, how you open your movie maybe right yeah. and like the tension of of that scene yeah. is completely gone because we know You're what right. happened. We all and know. so when he sits there and makes phone call after phone call right. after phone call and you're like, dude, we, we get we it. We get yeah. it. Right. And it's and it and it becomes just exposition for where they are now instead of establishing who these characters are and then going back and seeing how they began right it's a great point that's a good know. idea that's and a very good idea. i think that the flashbacks if we wanted to have lots of flashbacks it was clearly they did because we got a ton of them so right. if we wanted to have a lot of flashbacks my go-to example even in my in my screenwriting class when i talk about at this stage you guys you know you're, you're sophomores in college just do yourselves a favor and stay away from flashbacks until you know how to use them right because it, it becomes such a trap it's and like so, narration exactly when I so when I do when I give them a as like here is a great in my opinion one of the greatest examples of use of flashbacks in a way that is focused moves the plot forward makes the foreground story just as interesting as the background story is the Americana classic fried green tomatoes Oscar winning fried green tomatoes because I love how we we spend time in the past with I Mary uh, Stuart Masterson and. Um, I forget the other actors, and of course in the present, Jessica Tandy and Kathy Bates. And so we're spending Ruth and Iggy in the past, and uh, Evelyn Couch and Ninny in the present. The way the writer goes back and forth there works really well because the this story that happened in the past is providing a framework for this story in the present in a way that both the characters are being developed simultaneously and they echo one another. But there's still this constant focus um, and this constant trajectory to the climax of the movie. And that's what I feel was not here. I don't feel that our flashbacks and our present story were working together towards the same goal. It almost feels like they're working towards two different goals. and, And there's a there's a divide there, and, and I think you know that is a um, so that's my example of flashbacks that I think you know do work very well is the ones from uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, I think that's a great point, and I feel like the book it a- achieves that, and I think as much as the ending of of the book is is wonky, yeah, I I think part of the reason people love it so much is because ninety five percent of it, it. D- is so good, right, and and does exactly what Ryan is talking about, and and in in my head the edit of of this movie, like you still get the flashbacks, but uh, but I think that um, the lion's share of those flashbacks would be the first part movie, part one, it wouldn't be what we're seeing in the second movie sure. and and i think that would make it better and i and i you know i think ultimately what 
the way to tell if a flashback is is good is when you can't tell if it's a flashback or the other stuff is a flash forward. That's a good point. That's a good point. And we oh, do get I like that. that. Good point. We do get that a little bit. Yeah. Where they're telling you about like what happened after the first time they go in the sewers. Right. Like we have to go back and look at those day to day or two where they are on their own kind of without the losers and i thought i just thought that was such a stupid decision i think part of the reason why you can't connect with the adults is that they get back together and instantly split up and yeah, then yeah. and then they're you're like well how do we defeat it we defeat it together oh but there was that one time where we weren't together for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> like it's, yeah. it was yeah. so stupid to the whole first movie about them being together and they're like let's give them a reason to split up oh we can do it as adults because we did it as kids what that's a dumb reason like yeah. no we're facing this right. evil let's stick together there's no reason to split up so we get so very little time with the group that you don't feel the connection you did when they were kids and always together right, right. so yeah so they introduce all of our characters bills working on a movie uh, which I like the interaction with him and the director. I thought that was funny. Well, you get another. You, everybody talks about the Stephen King cameo. Nobody's talking about this cameo. Who is that? That's Peter Bogdanovich. Dire- I didn't know who that was. Yeah, either. that's the director of Paper Moon. And, that's funny. Yeah, and and what the Last oh, Picture okay. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I figured he was somebody. Oh, cool. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it was such a wink at the camera cameo that it had to be somebody. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. And it's he almost, was also uh, he was also in The Sopranos. Oh, really? He was uh. He was Melfi's psychiatrist. Oh, I believe. Interesting. But yeah. Did you know that I actually just saw this the the director that Di- that DiCaprio talks to in Once Upon a Time in America? You know when that director comes in? Uh, yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. That's Well, Hollywood's in America, yeah, so it duh. counts. Uh, <laughs> it, that's uh the the original TV Spider-Man. Oh, that's funny. It's the it's the actor that played Spider-Man in those bad TV yeah. movies. Oh, that's funny. Uh, anyway. No way. Yeah, it that's is. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, so we see Richie who is uh Bill Hader, who is a stand-up comic, a stand-up comic who is who's doubled down on the ranch. Uh, we see uh, Ben, who is a brilliant architect person. We see Bev, but we I don't really know. She married a rich guy. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, yeah that house okay. is super. She's a kept, so I got she's the, a kept woman. Yes, yeah. um, that was so uncomfortable. I will say, I like, was fine with the uncomfortable. Like I agree. Like she would marry. Ugh. Somebody like her dad. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of that's a common thing. Yeah, but yeah. I will. But I will tell you though. See those scenes going back to what we said earlier. Uh, the the gay couple being beat up was super uncomfortable, and the Bev scene super uncomfortable, uh-huh. and even uh, the uh, is it Bowers the bully in the ho- Bowers, yeah. in the hospital. I mean that small scene with under the bed and a zombie, a yeah. smaller scare. Oh yeah, that was uncomfortable. Hershelder, all, all well, the small little stuff. You know, there's also a thread that's that's cut from the movie that's in the book that um i also think maybe puts the hate crime in better context yeah which is a weird thing to say but all right (laughs) but the bowers kid yeah is gay and like there's a i mean they they i they so he has a gay sex scene in the book okay where him and one of the other uh is it Hirschfelder? One of the other bullies. Because that would make sense if Hirschfelder shows back up as a zombie. It could in this. be. It's, again, it's been 25, 30 sure, years and everything. Sure. But they they end up like jerking each other off. And then but then they kind of don't know what to do with that. Right. I, right. I mean, besides clean up. But they but, instantly yeah. dismiss it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, and no, I'm not gay. You're gay. Right. Yeah. yeah and, it, and, you know, and it's like this kind of awkward thing that kind of hangs over. Right. Their I mean, relationship if it included that in the movie. It would have brought that I just into into better context and and worked better than 
but we're just going to kind of put this in here. One, it's in the book. Two, oh, we want to we want to make sure that our movie is inclusive and diverse and progressive and yeah. like all these other buzzwords that have become all too cliche. And it's like we're just going to just uh, put that in there instead of including a scene like that because that five minutes or even three that you know, what could have been a three minute scene could have I think created a much better framework to where it just you know that um that subplot just didn't feel shoehorned in there right. just uh just 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 like oh hey we included it yeah, yeah it, um, it, it would have made like, uh, yeah it feels like 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 what virtue signaling like right, look how right. noble we are because we included it in our movie right but where, even though it was i mean at least you got to give them credit it was in the book it's if, in they, the, yeah. if they were to just put that in there to right. try to make a point oh totally like but, it's yeah it's it he put it in his book 30 years ago yeah, or whatever right, yeah right. But, but that does explain more of why the, and i just remember in the in the book bowers being like super scary in a lot of ways, he was more scary than Pennywise. Sure, you know, I, in the first one, I thought he was because yeah. Bowers is a real person going around murdering people. Right? Like, Did he, he's so a do real we, threat. Do we see him kill his family? Do we ever see that? Or I don't we think just... you see it, but you see the aftermath. So. Like he goes, yeah. you do? Yeah, because he's being beat up, and then he has a knife or something, and then in the next scene, they're all bloody or whatever. Like, there's okay. You just I'm ready to rewatch that. You first know, I don't one, think you don't see him that. do it, but you clearly it's yeah. Because yeah, I mean, this so in this one we get his flashback where. Uh, he, we see him in the obviously in the first one. He's in that. He gets knocked into the sewer, and we. Just, I thought he was dead. I was like, well, that's the end of that guy. But we see in this one, he kind of crawls out of the sewer. He comes home, and he's talking to himself. He's yeah. talking about the the losers club, and then the police are at his house, and they arrest him for the murder of his entire family. And I was like, what? Where did that come from? Yeah. Or the, does Pennywise kill them and brainwash Bowers to think I, he? You did know, it. again, it's been a long time since I've read the book, but I I remember the book as being like Bowers was douchey already unhinged and kind of evil to start with. Yeah, and then and then Pennywise kind of exploits that ramps and up. ramps it up but that it he, but he was not a tragic figure who was sure. like a good like in yeah. christine that the that, kid is a tragic the figure. kid's a tragic yeah, figure he's right. a nice guy who's put upon and then the car, car turns him into this crazy douchebag demon yeah basically. and and uh and in the book i remember that being even more tragic than the film i gotcha but uh um but Bowers, at least to the best of my recollection, was not a tragic figure. He starts off as is pretty bad, and then Pennywise takes it to the next level. Gotcha. So yeah, so the the, the kids come back, and it's we should say it's James McAvoy, Bill Hader, uh, Jessica Chastain, and then three other guys. <laughs> I, I couldn't yes. help I couldn't help but to think that Mac. McAvoy is doing one of his voices from Split. He at, the, the stutter is absolutely a voice from Split. I, I just you know yeah. with Split, he has so many different things, and he's. Uh, is he British? Or? I think he's Scottish. Or Scottish. I'm sorry, yeah. you're right. He's Scottish. Well, when you're American, they're the same. It's yeah. all the same. Stuff. So he's yeah. he's he's, European. he's from the UK. Right. Yeah. So he's, he's Scottish. He's Scottish, but he does these American voices in Split, and so some his American voice for this is definitely a choice, like the same choices he makes. And, uh, it, well, I think it the stutter is. Yeah. I think his voice. But I heard his most... his American voice. His deep, <laughs> he deepens a little. Like I directly heard the same way that kind of like his New York voice, but without the accent. Sure, sure. You know. But anyway, so but he's. I mean, he's really good. I I think like to echo what you guys said. McAvoy, Chastain, Hater. I mean, they're all top notch. But even the other actors who I mean, I mean, these are people that have been around. They're not like new. You know. No, the guy we saw. So the guy that plays Eddie 
was in a couple sinister movies. He's been in yeah. some other stuff. There's some horror people they yeah. pulled into yeah. this. Not, not Phil Dunphy. Not Phil. <laughs> Dun- <laughs> That's all I could think. I the mean, whole movie. I could see where they could have cast him. Yeah. Yeah. Ty Burrell. Yeah. Yeah. They could have cast him as well. I, and I think that I I wish they had. Yeah. Like I think that like he would have come well, the off humor. He yeah. would have come off likable. Like I just did not like Eddie as an adult at all. To I, me, he felt like the know. kid. He f- well, but like I don't know. I guess I was more willing to kind of forgive that whininess in a kid sure. than I was in an adult. It's not realistic. I mean, he it's as a kid. I think we're 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 more willing to accept caricatures or exaggerations because, uh, hey, you know, they're kids and, and right. They're still, still finding their way. Exactly. Like, yeah. And as an adult, even if you have those phobias and those quirks, it is. I mean, yes, there are rare, you know, there there are extreme, you know, examples and rarities, but to that's not normally how an adult who has obviously a successful career. I I'm not willing to buy that he is still this extreme because I don't think he would have got to where he is so by I, being. Uh, it was just like it was too much. It was like it's a little bit is good because I like that that is part of your character. And it, it shows me flaws because the last thing we want in a movie are flawless characters, and so that's your flaw. So and, I don't think that just, he, I don't think that he is it. that character. I think that he becomes that character again when he comes back to. That's Derry. a good point. They start to become I, who they remember. Then, then they should have explained. Well, that they better. did kind of. I feel like when because throughout while Bill is not in Derry, he doesn't have a stutter, right? And then when he comes back to yeah. Derry, he has the stutter. So I feel like. That is, and Bev, Bev's character doesn't really. She's kind of have the same. a spine, and then she comes back to Dairy, and she starts to kind of. But she didn't have a spine in Dairy either. I mean, not she's, with her dad, but she was still, I think, a stronger character, yeah. like standing she was stronger up for the, as a kid than yeah. she uh, was. Guess, she wasn't fair. quite damsel in distress, exactly. but she was a hell of a lot stronger as a kid. Right. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like Eddie's. I feel like Eddie's character probably did change but yeah. as he comes back to dairy those because he gets his inhaler and he has all of these different things that were reminiscent of him as a shot as a kid I think that's yeah. a great point i think it makes sense yeah but i do agree that maybe they but, could have done a better job of but the inhaler doesn't work like the inhaler but he doesn't know that it's a placebo yeah you know like yeah. it's just one of those things that I feel like, like he in starts the book, to revert he found that out though he finds it out in this does he okay yeah, he all... finds out in when he's a kid right he finds out that it doesn't work yeah so i feel like he's just re- reverting back to that character and yeah. just going you know talking to the creepy yeah i just pharmacist kinda, I, and the, i guess i just didn't get that to that degree with the other ones i just i didn't like the per- i got you the performance yeah of, it was just too nakedly needy i gotcha so that so that yeah, was needed direction that's what it needed <laughs> <laughs> so that was, it didn't get it that was james ransone is yeah. eddie yeah. jay ryan is ben isaiah mustafa is mike and then stanley is andy bean who we don't yeah. see too much and it's, as all, it's, it's tough because anybody that has read this book we know what's going to happen to stanley sure. right so i've seen the original yeah, miniseries right, it's like right. you know why In the original one does he write something on the wall though in the original miniseries, like, does he know. write something in blood in the on the wall? Yeah, uh, red rum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so everybody see his picture in black and white with, uh, over, with yeah over the overlook. Yeah, overlook. Hey, we did get that um, that uh, kind of that uh, homage uh, yeah, the, the the here's Johnny reference in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I think that was I, I didn't think like, that was that weird. Was I didn't like that. I no, I didn't, didn't either because I'm like I I'm like why would. 
that be in don't, this? It just I, took me out of it. it, it so it is. Was that it, Bev's dad? Who was that that said, "Here's Johnny"? I couldn't even tell. It was so fast with the people that yeah, he was changing remember. into. But I forget. But I'm like, why would that character know or have a reference to Jack Torrance? Like, I, I. But didn't, they, so here's the th- is there is a connection. <laughs> like, if you go through their books, uh, like in Pet Cemetery, they reference Cujo, right? Or in, uh, well, in like uh, I think Mike's character, his parents were somehow over- related to to Dick Halloran yeah. from, from the from, from the, the Shining and the Overlook. Yeah. And and then there's like a there's a murder at a black nightclub that they set on fire that kind of leads to that and then it also leads into another Stephen King book. Ah crap. Well, that's like the Rose Matter. Castle Rock, though, that yeah. all of these, you know, that these universes are connected and, and that and that's why I'm willing to accept it. Not just as a um, a horror junkie but just, you know, I, I know that you know, the all these universes, like he was pioneering universes before, yeah. you know, uh, before, you know, Iron Man would you know, hit the screen in 2010. And so we Absolutely. have so we he, have these he, stories connected. And yeah, and, and that's what I that's what I like. Even in the Pet Cemetery earlier this year, when there, you see the sign to dairy it was like dairy 12 miles or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so I like how it, there, there are those little things that we don't have huge plot, you know, huge plot connections, but it's little references. And that's what makes it feel more like a real world. So because here, it's these little things that are connected to each other. So here's what I hear. I, one, I agree like that. Stephen King. I mean, he does that in his second book. Oh, in, yeah. And the dead zone. Yep. He references Carrie. Yep. And and uh, it wasn't which, like the girl had the similar powers or something. Well, dead zone like he could touch and see the f- see your future. Right. And like they make a reference to like there'd been this fire at the high school and all the that's kids right, were trapped right. in. And it was like and like. Back then, that was mind blowing that these <laughs> books would connect in such a in such a casual manner, right? Yeah. But I think the other thing that bothers me about the "Here's Johnny" thing, because I I get what you're saying, Ryan, but like, is that he wouldn't have heard Jack Torrance say that? So well, but he but he could say, but I think what Ryan's yeah. saying though is that it's still kind of like in that echo plasm, sure, scariness okay. stuff that goes on. But that is that that's in the the movie, and it's not, not in, the, in book. the book. And Stephen King doesn't like the movie, <laughs> yeah. and, and no. so I'm just like. So they put a reference to the movie. They he put a like reference in. to the, yeah to the to the movie version that he doesn't like, and like and so it's like <laughs> and and again, but that's part of why it takes me out is like right. I'm suddenly doing the algebra, the pop uh, culture algebra. I am in my curious head. as to like how what they're gonna do with Doctor Sleep, like if it's gonna be closer. It's a sequel to, to the movie. It is, but there's a Doctor Sleep book. It's so it, it looks no, to me. I know, but they're. They're going to reference the movie. Okay, too. okay, are okay. They gonna, well, they are, I know they're referencing the movie in terms of the uh, the scenes we have with the blood elevator and the mm-hmm. twins, the the theatrical movie. But uh, I I question. It's like, are we using that as our visual reference because that's what more people are familiar with and what is artistically better than the made for TV series, which was closer to the book. So it's like, is Doctor Sleep going? Is it like a sequel to the book? Um, and then we could use the TV movie uh, with Rebecca De Mornay as the example. Or are we? Is this a sequel to the Kubrick adaptation, the loose adaptation of it? And so I'm like, are we? What are we being a sequel of? Or you know, in terms of the narrative, is it the narrative that we have in the Kubrick movie, or the narrative that we had in the TV miniseries? Even though we're obviously using visually references to the uh, to the Kubrick movie, and and and, and I don't I, I don't know. It's like, are we? And um, I mean, I, I'm excited to see it regardless, but I, well, I do wonder that. I'm so reading. What the, are we a sequel to? I'm reading the book at the moment. I'm halfway through, and I just read The Shining. I so I literally am reading them back to back, and uh, 
excuse me. Uh, and the book, while it features an adult Danny Torrance, and and it uses you know the backdrop of the Overlook is like this thing that happened to him. It's really not a direct sequel in the traditional sense. It's other, not. Other people have The Shining, right? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like he he hook he like not hooks up like sexually, Ayo. but but he he like. Uh, partners up with this teenage girl who has who also has the shining and then there's a group of people that are out to like kind of like vampires but not really that are out to try and kill her because gotcha. they need mm. her powers to live they feed off of that and like um, but it really like regardless of how you feel about the movie it, it versus the book you could you could make this an adaptation of this book, yeah, and you it you don't need what occurred in the book versus the movie to be identical. I got for this to work okay. on either level. Like you could you could probably view it either way and be fine. Is my guess okay? Because okay. um, there's like Dick Halloran's only like at least so far he's just like in the opening scene which takes place almost immediately after the shining but then after that it it fast forwards to him as an adult it's mike flanagan so game on yeah who's directing that yeah so. uh yeah so this our kids get our kids and adults get back together they're having uh like a sit down and stan they notice that stanley's not there uh this is where we get uh, they all start to remember things and they start to remember pennywise and it starts to freak them all out and richie's like uh i'm leaving so I don't want to do this. Like I, you know, like we can come back in twenty-seven more years and figure this out. And they're like, "We'll be 70. And he was like, "Cool." Uh, no, I'm not doing it. So they kind of start to split off. Then we get well. The, you got to mention CG Chinese food freak out, right? Which is really gross. Yeah. You know, like uh, the fortune cookies. Kind of they they break them apart and they all kind of have one words on. Good them. designs, just very CG. It's just yeah, anytime it's, you get the CG, it just takes you out of but it. But this is the worst CG yeah. in the movie. Yeah, I, uh, I gotta. Okay, it's bad for a beginning scene of yeah, CG because yeah. you're just like, yeah. oh, fake creatures. So they all have yeah. the cookies and they all have words and they can't figure out how are they, how they work together because they're missing one word. And Bev gives the Friendly last. Bev one. gives the last one. It says, I guess Richie couldn't, or I guess Stanley Stan, Stan couldn't, couldn't cut it. Cut it. Uh, and then we they call Stan immediately. Still, that we find out that Stan has actually committed suicide. As soon as Stan gets the phone call, he's like, "Uh, no, I'm and out." Slits his wrists. Yeah, I am not going back. Uh, we find out that later he has an ulterior motive to killing himself, but it's still in that moment, I'm not going back to right. Gary. Like, yeah. you're out of your mind. So uh, they all, you know, they figure out that... And um, technically, he could cut it. He did, and he Literally. did cut it. He cut yeah. it twice. Yes. That's, yeah. yeah, that's one thing that I thought the exact same thing, so I'm like, but he did. So. But, I th- <laughs> but I think that's the, you know, it's Pennywise messing with him. Yeah. yeah. So they go back to the, the hotel. All of them are like, nope. We're not doing this. Like he just killed. St- Does anybody work at this hotel? That was I don't another know. concern. Like what? <laughs> they had free reign of the bar and of the whole place. Like what? Uh, it's one of those kiosk hotels, just like uh, at a lot of uh, fast food restaurants. You know, you go <laughs> yeah. before the, uh, so that that's all. That's all you have to do there. And it's so all it automated. Keeps the, the price is low because <laughs> no one's going to come to Dairy and spend a hundred dollars a night for a room there. So you got to keep you got to keep the prices low, and you keep the prices low by. By throwing up a kiosk, yeah, so right. you go in you, and, and you pick your room, and, and there free you full bar, <laughs> right? Yeah. Fully stocked bar. Because I'm just like, they didn't show one employee working at you that hotel. You don't see anybody in Derek. It's crazy. That's, like, <laughs> so yeah. So basically, there, Mike, Mike is freaking out because he gets this story. He knows the story. So he tricks uh, Bill into seeing, like, drinking this weird root water. 
uh, and goes to this super trippy. I thought this was kind of cool. I liked I it. I liked yeah. the the idea the, of like cutting back and forth between Mike doing the ritual with the Native Americans, right, and then Bill, Bill having his you right, know minor trip. And this it is kind cool. of this is where the movie loses me. Mm-hmm. When you get the origin of Pennywise, I'm out. Like you're okay, like, so I don't want to know. <laughs> well, it's like if you're gonna tell me that he's an alien, I'm ch- I've checked out. But if you keep well, him as like this Native American for like this Wendigo, basically, yeah. I can deal with that. Like, well, thanks Stephen King. I mean, that's, no, I agree. Like know? that's that, that he's is light. The, he's a bunch <laughs> of balls of light. That's right? it. I mean, and yeah. it's, it's just like I don't like when we get to the end, and I'm just like the, I I was checked out. At that point, like, not that it was too long, but like when you get the whole spider fight, yeah. I was like, Pennywise, I don't this is care. the root of the problem we've already touched on. Pennywise is super creepy as a killer clown, right? Yeah. That's super creepy because clowns exist. Clowns have killed people. <laughs> like, clowns are real. That's why Bowers is creepy. You could have a kid be crazy yeah. and murder people. All the realistic stuff that could actually happen is scary because it's real. When you get into the supernatural monsters, especially CG and, and unrealistic, it just starts to be like, well, that's just a big fake thing. It's right. not like, oh, I, my God. This I also didn't like the creature design. I, I felt a lot of it looked like early Tim Burton. I could see that. Like, with those faces, it looked like the creature from Beetlejuice with the long pointy oh, face. Oh, sure, sure, Or sure. like you see similar creatures in... Uh, oh, yeah. I guess Pee-wee, Speak Adventure. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, oh, I, uh, the stop motion stuff? Yeah, yeah. like, I, I just... Well, I, I love those designs. I but. love it in that... <laughs> I love yeah. it in those movies. Yeah. Like, but in this movie... It doesn't work. It... it I was just like, well, that's not. I thought the creatures looked really good again, besides from being fake. Like, I liked the uh, in the bottom of the pharmacy. Like, I thought that creature was just creepy looking. The I, leper? I, yeah, I liked yeah. the design of it a lot. I just, it just took me out of it with the CG I stuff. I thought, see, that's the thing is like that whole scene where Rich, where Eddie kind of stands up and fights back and then Amelia gets puked on. Yeah. Right. And he's like walking back into the hotel. They're like, what's wrong with you? He's like, nothing. I'm funny. fine. I'm it, fine. The yeah, movie I'm is fine. way funnier than you expect because that scene got all a ton of laughs when yeah. the puke is going in his face, the black spew, right. whatever. Yeah, I didn't like that. I get it. Like, I just thought it was too much. Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing. Like, they were playing up so much for laughs that I think that also takes you out of the yeah. horror element a little bit, the scariness of it. Because there's a difference. When you get Cabin in the Woods, you... You know, Cabin in the Woods are ready tone, or not. Like, there's a different right. tone. Where, yeah. yeah with well, it, and also, like, Cabin in the Woods, even though it uses horror tropes, it's there's nothing scary in that movie. No. It's very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. It's, it, and I think that's – it works when it's tongue-in-cheek, yes. but it doesn't work when you're making a, you know, a serious uh, horror film, but yet you're going to include all these tongue-in-cheek moments. What yeah. You can't really have it as if you're going to go tongue-in-cheek. You go tongue in cheek, so it's like if you want to have or ni- a, or a tongue in cheek movie of people hunting each other, you go with the uh, outstanding ready or not. If you go with like serious movie where this is happening, well then you go with the movie that you know that it may not ever see the light of day. And so it's it's all it's the it's the intent of the writer and the director, and you and you don't want to waffle back and forth between you then because then you have tonal inconsistencies and you don't know how to watch it as an audience and then it comes off as a movie with identity crisis i agree because that's the thing with this movie they want to be taken seriously they want to deal with very serious subjects i also didn't like the music choice in the puke scene with the angel of the morning by kim Carnes. that was weird and i'm just like the the score if you want to call it that soundtrack whatever it does not work there's not one moment that i remember in the movie in which Either the, the the score, which I've already forgotten, so that's how memorable it is, and then and then and then the soundtrack. You, it just it's not um, 
it's not a character. And I think soundtrack in in a uh, horror film, whether it's soundtrack or score, it you know it become it, it should be a character. Yeah, and I absolutely. don't think your score and soundtrack has to be a character in every movie that ever comes out. But I think in particular, it, it's important for a horror film for. For your score, just like you know, uh, the the Halloween, uh, you know, the, the the piano, you know, the 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 jingle, the, the, whatever it is, you know, right. the, the series of notes. I mean, that is, I mean, uh, that's a character, just like Jason's, you know, uh, you know, ch- 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 right. Uh, that, 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 I, I'm going to have to. It's kick, like kick, kick, ma, ma, ma. So I think we should go because basically the whole premise is that in order, the thing that Bill sees with Mike is that they have to collect a a token, a totem from from each that's important to them. So they go around and all the big scares of the movie, or if you want to call them big scares, all the scary quote unquote parts revolve around them trying to retrieve their totems. So I think we should just go to each of the scary parts. Bill, Bill gets, has to go back and get Georgie's ship Mm -hmm. that he made. So he has to confront, uh, that he let you know Georgie die, uh, and I will say before we move on, another problem I had with this movie is I feel like Pennywise could have killed them so many times. I feel he like he wasn't George, strong enough yet, but he rips Georgie's arm off, and and this one Bill's hand gets grabbed by a bunch of creepy hands. Well, like, I feel like he's so he, uh, to me that is Pennywise trying to feed off the like he's not strong enough yet, strong enough to kill the guy he was, ar- he was already he's beaten, already beaten almost to a dead pulp. and that was and the, he also captured really? a little girl I, I, I think that's a good theory but i also think the movie didn't do a good job of explaining yeah, because i'm yeah. just like you could have killed bev you could have killed bill you could have taken these people out and then they wouldn't have had what they needed right. to defeat it like it just it was too many excuses for not yeah you know for getting them all together because we don't lose anyone until the very end well we lose stan but they already took. Well, and you lose the skateboard kid. Yeah, but not, no, but not of any the, one of, of of the group. Yeah. You already have Stanley's totem that they got the very first one. Did we lose the skateboard got. kid, or was that all part of the thing? I'm assuming they we made lost it like him. it really did. I thought he was messing with you him. You didn't hear what happened to the to the the, the skateboard kid. He uh, uh, he grew up to be uh, slamming on his guitar on MTV and uh, married a girl <laughs> that uh, wrote a song about a girl he used to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, that was one thing that bothered me is I'm like, Pennywise had them at so many points. And I agree. We know from from watching the original and from the first movie is it's like, we know that he feeds on fear, but they never address that. Yeah. And none of it felt really that scary. So I think there was a disconnect there on what he was trying to do. And they sure. needed to present it in a different way because to most people, it's just going to come off as he let them all escape. Right. Like, yeah. why, you had them all and you were being dumb. But yeah, I totally get that he was trying to scare him. I just feel like, you know, he was strong enough to kill the little girl and the guy in the beginning, like Bill's hand was in there. I think if he can generate a bunch of hands to grab him, he can open his mouth and bite his arm off. Unless, yeah. unless he's weakened by the losers club because they beat him already. Yeah, but he came back and killed those other two first. I mean, I don't know all I, the rules. I, I'm just saying yeah. it presents itself. I don't think itself. they know their rules. It right, presents yeah, itself the as so, yeah, lots, so yeah. Bill gets Georgie's boat. Mm. Uh, Richie gets a, a coin from the movie movie theater slash arcade. Uh, Bev gets the letter that... That we, was a hard scene to watch, too. Again, because it was real of yeah. him playing games with that guy. And yeah. then he's trying to impress Bowers. Like, I felt so bad for Richie. Yeah, like, well, these, it's also a, a nod to that maybe Richie was gay. Well, definitely, yeah. yeah. And, but even though 
it wasn't alluding like I like think, he was not yeah. hitting on that. No, kid. no, no, absolutely. That yeah. was such like eighties trash of like, yeah. oh, you get, you know, like right. that was such a bully. Like, oh, I you want to own my little cousin? Yeah, yeah. it's so <laughs> stupid, but I mean, believable in this context. I just mean it's like you felt so bad for him because he did nothing to deserve that, right? Other right, than no. be one of the losers club kids. Yeah, and yeah, but so yeah, so Bev gets the letter that actually, you know, the Ben wrote that yeah, Bill that she didn't... thinks is from Bill. yeah, yeah. Bill. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, what did Mike get? I think Mike's Mike got something. Oh, oh yeah. uh, Ben had the 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 uh, notebook, or the the yearbook page that he never got rid of. Right at that point, Bev is like, right. "Oh, maybe I'm supposed to hook up yeah. with you instead." All <laughs> right. Now that you have now, washboard abs, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez, did they? Sh- how much did that guy work out? To, I know he was, was all CGI I, too. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of the, the, that casting choice, I I really like because he physically looks like a guy who used to be overweight as a kid and then you just you know uh, really you know, worked out yeah. and uh, hit the gym a lot as like his just his body frame and his face and just like he he really did look like uh you know th- that kid 27 years later yeah. and I, I i i can't say any of his acting really stood out to me except for that really the touching moment i liked him, him though Chastain, I, but I think the he look did a good job but he looked he really looked the part like i was sold i like, liked this- him i i wasn't familiar with him i looked up he was on that show beauty and the beast the television show so i guess he was the main character in that which is not like an adaptation of the cartoon but it's just it's no. an i don't know what it was about but it was it's called beauty and the beast he was the main character in that but i liked his look and i liked his I don't, I don't know i just think that he had for that character i feel like he portrayed that whether it was like long looking longingly at beverly yeah you could tell he really cared about her and the things he was dealing with so not that familiar with his work but i'm like yeah i, he I was thought, fine i thought all the casting was good really yeah. i you know they may not have all been mvps like hater and chastain but but i thought all the kids and the adult counterparts did a really good job yeah i agree Chastain goes, this is the, the Miss Kirsch scene, mm. uh, which I thought was very so well you've done. you've seen it in the trailer. Yeah, you've seen it in the trailer. I know. He, here's, I, this is uh, where I would have made a casting switch. I would have had you, Lynn if, Shea play the old lady. Okay. I would have had her I play the old lady. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. I thought you were going to say you would have Amy Adams because I was going <laughs> to... We had a dis- no, we had no, a dis- no. That was that was, to- that was a Lynn Shea part. I'm like, this is... this. I'm watching this in the trailer and then in the movie and it's like, oh my God, this is... And, you know, this is Lynn Shay. This is New Line. This, yeah. should, this is not rocket science. This, this is a Lynn Shay moment. And I would have, uh, I mean, the whoever played the old lady. I mean, she was still really creepy. I just feel like it's like I just imagine Lynn Shay play, playing that. Yeah, song. I could see that. But uh, this got a lot of laughs when the lady stomps out. You know, I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. just like ridiculous, uncomfortable laughs. Yeah. So that's the thing is, I had a lot of laughs that yeah. were brought on by Bill Hader and uh, Eddie. But there were a lot of like uncomfortable yeah. laughing. Most all of the again, I'll put it in quotes, scary parts of this movie got laughs because everything yeah. was so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It became like funny, where as opposed to the tension and the right. terror. And so right. I think there was a little too much of that. But I wonder. I so I think that Andy Machetti, who did the f- part one, oh the director I, of the Flash coming up. Yeah, Christ. Hopefully not. I want. So I think it's either his. He worked with somebody on Starry Eyes. And I don't know if it's his wife or if it's a sibling, but I think that they worked together on the first one as well. Mm. And I wonder if she didn't work on this one. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if there was just maybe she wasn't there. So maybe she wasn't there to rein him in a little bit and tighten it. I don't know. But there is something that was missing about from the second part. Carrie Fukunawa. He's the one that developed the first one, right? Yeah. And now he's doing James Bond. So I think he's doing okay. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> we'll see if he doesn't keep taking PlayStation breaks on set. He'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, so Bill gets his bike. This is where we get the Stephen King cameo. I do like where he's like, I'm going to sign it for you. He's like, nah, the ending sucked. And I was That's like, God, poor guy. Can't catch a break from anybody. Uh, even himself. <laughs> even himself, yeah. Uh, Mike gets, so they all show back up. He can dry his tears with $100 <laughs> yeah, bills. I think he's like, can I create my own $100 million bills? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we glossed over it, but that scene under the bleachers with that little girl, that was really creepy and terrifying. The whole. Very just, much, very similar to the Georgie scene in the I'm first movie. I'm sad. No one likes me because the way I look. And Man, oh, I, using I do, her like, I do like the kid where the kid's like, uh, you're, you're messed up looking. <laughs> uh, I'm out. And then, of course, he turns it around yeah, on her uh, yeah, and, and eats her yeah, face. Yeah, it's the heart, yeah. Uh, so we get back, and they have to say, like, we have to... I think this is the other part where they're like, nope. no." And this, I think in, this is where a, a different edit would have benefited this movie as well, because, like, it just... It also kind of gets bogged down in, like, artifact, 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 yeah, artifact. Sure, sure. Like the phone calls. And I feel like if they could have interspersed other things... And I, I think that's why some of the jump scares start to just feel tiresome because because yeah. you just get scene after scene after scene after scene of them as opposed to there being some parceling out right. of that kind of stuff right 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 for sure meanwhile uh bowers is broken out of the mental bowers hospital breaks out and he get this is where so they all kind of come back they mike says meet us meet at the the library at midnight and i was like sure that makes sense. do it during the day you moron right like, <laughs> never watch a horror movie <laughs> So they come I'm back the to the library doesn't like him orchestrating his monster hunting I mean, business is, during yeah, the day. But he, That's apparently fair. he lives I, there. But <laughs> the library probably closes at like six. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I don't think anybody works at that library either. Just like nobody works uh, at the hotel. At the I mean, hotel. come to think yeah. of it, did you guys actually see anybody Any else? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You only see him at the, at the, the, at the carnival. <laughs> In the hospital, yeah. yeah, you're right. Like I think they just filmed on like an empty location, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. which works or though, the like, Paul Bunyan scene or the Paul Bunyan True. scene, yeah. where he turns actually, into mid so much. I gotta tell you though, that's a pretty that's good... a really good like when he when the color starts to drain out of that thing mm-hmm. and everybody stops moving like behind and they're him. out of yes. focus, yeah. I, which I, they did in, in the first one when you see that yeah. in the first one. If you go back and watch that, the, the library scene, scene. Yeah. yeah, there's that creepy librarian like in the background that's with good. the yeah. I, I love that. And so but the Paul Bunyan thing is big and CG, but the people in the background yeah. and the stopping and looking and everything, I, that was really moving, well. in, moving in synchronization. Mm-hmm. They get back to the hotel. Bill Hader is just like, I'm out. Like, I'm leaving. So Ben has to kind of go talk to him and get him to stick around. Uh, Eddie shows back up covered in the in the puke, and he's wiping his face off. And as he's wiping his face off, all of a sudden he gets stabbed in the face. Uh, with a knife and he turns around and just the way he's playing it mm-hmm. like there's a there is a degree of like fear on yeah. his face Shock. and we see kenny or see bowers uh, not kenny powers not kenny powers <laughs> right, kenny <laughs> Bowers. uh where like he takes the knife out and then as he, he like backtracks he's trying to get back he's trying to get back and he falls into the tub and he stabs bowers and uh <laughs> that's the line where he's like god it's you i can't believe you still have that mullet <laughs> It's funny. Um, so they, they, I'm trying to think. Is this so the Bowers scene? hightails it out the window? Right. He's gone. Gets in the car with Hostetter, who's like yeah. the creepy zombie kid. Yeah. I forgot about the zombie. The kid. I from like the that. There's just a zombie driving around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill Hader takes off. Like he gets. He's like Ben comes back downstairs. He's like, I think I got him to stay. And then of course we cut back and Bill Hader's like jumping out the back yeah. the back door trying to get out of town. Um, Bill shows back up and he kind of. The the skate the skateboard from the skateboard kid comes on the stairs and he flips over and he says you couldn't save this one too so Bill hauls ass back to the to the carnival 
we see like this fairly really well done unfortunately we just saw it in spider-man yeah uh of the the hall of mirrors and playing tricks on bill and really what they're trying to what in, in my opinion what pennywise is trying to do is trying to get them to split up yeah like he's trying to separate them mm-hmm. because he knows that together they are they can beat him together but if they're all separate then they can't uh so i'm trying to think that so the little kid dies right in front of bill and he right freaks out and i i I like that i like that scene that's another one that much like with the bleachers i really like um it's not as creepy as the bleacher scene but i i like the direction of that because it it, it, you did have that atmosphere of dread uh and the danger actually have real suspense being wound up because you didn't know what was going to happen and so we're so you know what the movie should have been doing the whole time. This is another one of those sequence of scenes that it did work. Like this is what should have been uh, carried out. I, I I really liked it. And any time that there's like a scene in a hall of mirrors like that, I I, I like it. Mm-hmm. They're they're fun to watch, and I'm sure they're they're hell to shoot because yeah, yeah, have, no like, kidding. All, all these mirrors around, and so I it was it was fun. I liked it in the. And, and and just a little bit of Pennywise was great. I mean, the tongue was creepy. I mean, you you got him like behind the kid. Like it was it was the banging the, his head on the glass. Yeah, stuff yeah. That was like this is great because yeah. I you're delivering um you know the the kind of the the experience that I want that to you expected have yes. in this movie overall. Yeah. And that's part of what makes this movie so frustrating. Ultimately, is that there is a lot to like in this movie. Yeah. Like it's 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 uh. It's yeah. It's just frustrating. There's it is a, I like there's a lot the shortcomings. Yeah, I enjoyed this movie. You know, I mean, I if I had I would put it at like maybe a seven out of ten. You yeah. know, somewhere in yeah, there. If I decided to ballpark fair. it, I think that's fair. I really enjoyed it. It's not great. It's definitely not perfect. But I enjoyed the experience of going to watch it. Yeah. But these little things are frustrating. We're like, why couldn't they have just? They were know. right there. Yeah, it was so close. It was, it was very close. Yeah. So basically, um, I'm trying to think how they get. Anyway, they get back together. Yeah, is the bottom line, and they go. They go uh, down to the sewer. The, the, yeah, they get back all, to the sewer, and we see some flashback oh we should say that they go to the club that's what it is they go to the clubhouse oh, that that ben had made and they find the thing from stan like yeah. the well they found that first that's what set him off on their yeah totem. yeah right, right, right. right. but we should say that yeah. stan's totem is there like that's what yeah. They're yeah so they go they go back down to the sewer uh they go back to like the main part where they see the deadlights can we say the scariest part of this movie is thinking of how many diseases they're picking up? In I don't even sewers? want to think about it. <laughs> because <laughs> because Eddie, me, Eddie was I'm right. Like, I am so freaked out by them in that dirty I sewer do, water. I do love that they, they reference the gray water. Yeah. yeah. Like he's like, oh, yes. great. Gray water. Right? Perfect. I just the whole time I'm like, oh, it's giving me the skeevies. And they like they go underwater. I was like, yeah, nope. it's just yeah. so nope, gross. That's gross. It's like, that's not clear water. I hate to tell <laughs> it's you. It's gray but water. Sewer water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that instead of where like the initial fight took place in the first, there's like a movie, whole hatch. There's goes, a whole another part of it. Yeah. So they drop. I didn't see. It somehow didn't come across as a hatch in the uh, when they were down there before. Well, because all looks, of a sudden it appears. It does look di- like if you wouldn't because they never get up close to it in the in the first one. This time they're like climbing up on the the hill or whatever it is, and they can see that it's like a mm-hmm. the hole. So they climb down into the hole. And we realized this is then this is where it kind of lost me. I was like, ah, oh, it's a stupid well, like rocket ship. Well, and when I when it comes back to it, this is what frustrated me because the descent down, I'm like, they're gonna climb quickly out of that. <laughs> yeah. Do you realize how hard it would be to get back out? Because when they go down, I'm like, there's no way they're getting out that way. They're going out a different way. Right, right. Nope. At the end, they you know, they all they just rush out of it before the place yeah, collapses. They get like, out no, very easily. Right. No. 
<laughs> so uh, they burn they burn their totems and they think they've got him. Yeah, the lights go down into the thing like the ritual, but we didn't know. We saw a glimpse of it, but Mike had scratched out a side of it, right? Which apparently, I guess, someone survived to then inscribe the fourth side of the tote. I thing, guess, yeah. which is they all died. Like, yeah. I, who told that story? But anyway, yeah. <laughs> some kid that was watching. Yeah, so someone inscribed yeah, that. So, so he scratched it up. It is like they are. Everybody, everybody's like. You lied again. Like Mike yeah. lies a lot in yeah. this movie to get them all together. to get them all together. Which you, I mean, you got to sympathize with Mike. Like he knows he has to get them together. So like, I mean, he does what he has to do. Right. So they all kind of. This is where now they all have to face their own fears. So um, there was the scene in the first movie where uh, Bill walks in the basement, and this is the scene where like you see Georgie off in the distance, and he like Pennywise comes up out of the water. They have a young Bill and older Bill have a confrontation, and Bill overcomes his fear. I like this scene. Yeah, Bev is. Uh, I like it when he takes the air gun or whatever and, and misses or shoots him in the head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bev, this, apparently they there. I think Muchetti said that there was more blood in this than there was in The Shining. Like there's more blood. Wow. Like this whole scene, like this a lot scene, of blood in that elevator. Yeah, scene. but I, they say I think that like because this is so contained. Yeah. Like there's more of it. Yeah. in this scene this so, was very red like that blood looked very was real and gr- yes they did a good <laughs> it was, job it of was uh syrupy the physicality yeah of that. but this is where you get the here's johnny right there she's like in a bathroom stall locked in there and people well, are that's from the it. first movie i think is she's in the she's in the stall and they dump like their yeah. lunches or trash on her but I this think. time blood's coming from the toilet right and dad's trying to beat down the door yeah. and, and the, you I see mrs Pennywise mrs church is there yes. yeah uh, and then Ben, ben is in the clubhouse is, and he's covered in dirt filling up. It's filling up like burying him alive. Right. Uh, and then Richie and the other guy, Eddie, Eddie do like the three doors. And I was like, <laughs> this is a, this is a comedy, right? Like yeah. this is, this was a tone, tone shift sure. where yeah, this like, was very, Abbott scary, Costello all meets scary. Scary. It's very, it's very Shaun of the dead. Very scary, yeah. 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 Uh, where like they open the one door and it's just like, it's a Pomeranian. He's like, Oh no, I really liked in the Pomeranian. <laughs> I mean, it was, I enjoyed this humor of it. I was fine with it, but it's just a weird shift yeah. in this scene. Sure. Especially, got, especially this late into the yes. film. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it on its own, but I do get how I got to tell you, I might even take these two actors in stuff together. I like, I like, they had good chemistry. Yeah. And I like the way they played off of each other. So, like, if they can maybe parlay that into n- not it chapter yeah. three, because obviously, spoilers, we lose Eddie. Yeah. Uh, but like those two guys together, I thought were very funny. I and I heard, I think it was Brad Hyen told me that in the first movie in the closet, you see the top half of a body, and in this movie, you see a bottom oh, half. Oh, okay, run that's out. pretty good. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. funny oh, if they separated cool. in the oh, two yeah. movies the top half and the bottom half. <laughs> so he's just like, no, no, he's messing with us. Let's try the very, very scary, and that's where you get the bottom half. And he's like, all right, what about the not scary at all? It's the Pomeranian. And he says, next time we'll just, just go with a regular with scary. Regular next scary. time. <laughs> well, I think he says that. He's like, that's there better not be a next that's time. Yeah. yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. Uh, that joke works. That, that, yeah. Those are the, in a, you know, in a you know, quote, serious horror film, those are the funny moments that don't cause a total tonal shift. Those are those like brief moments of levity that are so important to an yeah. otherwise you know very dark movie and and I wish I we had had more of those little moments like that we'll just stick with regular scary as opposed to some of the more laughable moments that are like this is this feels like a tonal shift yeah. like, yeah. cuz it's it's important to have those to 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 be able to laugh you know instead of being scared the whole time but I think just, I think we don't, I th- we don't strike that balance there's a there is an art to making a horror film that I think has been lost is that 
you can use comedy to break the tension reset and exactly to do a reset to like you give them a big jump scare or you get them with some high tension get them with a little bit of comedy you gotta ease them yeah exactly i mean if you look at halloween there's not a lot of comedy in halloween but it is a it's it's ramping up like it starts very chill and very light and then it's like oh god like by the end of the movie your fate you know whatever but But, the best the best horror movies are the ones that are able to get you to forget you're watching a horror movie yeah so that they can let you be at ease and be scared again because if you're expecting it right if you're expecting a jump when you know jump scares are going to happen they're not scary because you go when you're jump scare when you're at 11 the entire time right get worn out 45 minutes like a michael bolton song exactly (laughs) there's no no build to a Michael Bolton he's song. just going all he's, he's got a great voice he's at 11 you listen to his version of when a man loves a woman and you listen to what Otis Redding's is yeah. that saying it originally like it's like the original's got a build to it right and by the end man that guy is just gut-wrenched right. but he starts, starts out he starts it gut-wrenched <laughs> right. and there's nowhere to go no then he's literally guts on the floor yes yeah uh so yeah so they all of our characters have you know the one thing then they decide we have to make them small uh and well I guess that Pennywise is a giant spider. He's a giant spider, point. and and Richie has been caught in the deadlights. Yeah. And I thought the look, the way they did his makeup was horrifying. Yeah. This, what that yeah. imagery of Richie in the air was fantastic. I'm like, yeah. please, more stuff like that. Before he's in the air, though, I think the imagery of how he just kind, when he drops, he kind of collapses, but he's still standing. But it's yeah. the headlights. And that it, he gets, yeah, yeah. The but dead, his, but deadlights. his legs, the way he does his legs, like yep. the, I, I my my point is is that is that. While the the effects are cool, there's also a, a choice that the actors yeah. make. You think Bill Hader did that, where just like he kind of was like slumped think, forward? Yeah, I think. Yeah. He, and then 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 they augmented it. Yeah. But I just like it's easy to look at the effects, but there's a choice he made sure. as an actor yeah. that makes that creepy. It freezes, uh, but I mean like a deer in the headlights. Like, I mean, he gets caught, yeah. and it is very cool looking and very freaky because yeah, he goes from being normal, you know, to yeah. the one you've seen to that, and you're right. just like, wow, because that's a moment of danger where you're like, oh my god, now he could be killed, like, right? You know, it, beside from if you know the story, or whatever. Right. But you know, they can change stuff sure so sure. You, they you, do change stuff. yeah and so you feel like oh my god like what is going to happen here he really has him right so then uh eddie kind of has like a, a a spear like from a fence and bev says it's a monster it's a it's a monster killer if you believe it and they finally eddie overcomes his fear and he hurls this thing into the the gullet good of imagery yeah. yeah uh and knocks pettywise back and knocks him backwards onto onto, a, onto like a, a piece of his ship Ugh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden eddie gets like a a spider that's legs. your moment of we did it and you feel okay you're relaxed they right. beat pennywise he can't move off this thing and then it's that shot where he's real close up hey yeah. guys we did it whatever Bam, and then like he gets back the, yeah and i was like i forgot that eddie dies and i was just like man you can't okay he's paralyzed like his spine is gone from that whole thing so he can't right. like make it out of here yeah. Yeah. he's not getting out no so uh they finally decide we have to make him small we, we have to make him believe you know we have to make him believe that he's his actual form. So they all kind of just start, ra- you know, it's very, uh, the, the bullied is rising up against right. the bully. Uh, They're kind of using his own tactics. They are. That and it make those other monsters in the movie get small too. And then yeah. maybe, uh, maybe they would have been, uh, much more, uh, fun to watch. Maybe, yeah. but I feel like they didn't know, like, that's kind of like the, the revelation in that moment while they're in there. So they sure. didn't know that trick yet. So they make him small and he, they, they talk him back into the ship and they, 
that make him itty bitty, like goopy, yeah. and his face is all sunken in. And finally, Mike's like, Mike pulls a, a sex machine from from dusk till dawn, and like reaches in and grabs. A, oh no, it was not sex machine. It was Fred Williams, where he reaches into one of the vampires' chests and pulls the <laughs> heart out. And like holds it there, and then Sex Machine takes like a pencil and just stabs the heart, and they're like, "Oh, there but we go." But they all grab, but they the all heart grab together the heart, and they and squish it, ugh. and then it, you know Pennywise crinkles away and dies. Uh, and then kind of they all come back to the, the 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 bluffs. I guess it's kind of where they are, and they jump in. Bev realizes that, oh, I don't love Bill at all. The character that we've been building to this relationship, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and jump ship to Abs McGillicuddy. Uh, <laughs> it happens, man. It happens. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So everybody kind of, and that, this is the scene I'm talking about with with Bill Hader, where he's sitting there and you think he's okay, but he's not okay. Yeah, and he just breaks down like his best friend and the guy that he loves. Whether I mean whether they say it or not, that's what they're implying. Definitely, uh, his he's dead. heartbroken. He's heartbroken. Now, yeah. yeah. So he doesn't he want to leave him when the place is imploding after right. Pennywise dies. He's he's there trying to stay with him, and they're like, "We gotta go!" Right? And then they all hightail it somehow in a matter of sure, seconds yeah, up the flight. You know. <laughs> uh, so they all kind of surround Richie and they give him a hug, and uh, Richie makes a comment that, how I, I did not like. Is this the kissing scene underwater? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's not sexy. Trying to hold your breath and <laughs> yeah. make out for that many hey, seconds. Hey, Guillermo del Toro won an Oscar for a very yeah. similar yeah. scene. Okay. Yeah. Don't even get us started so, on yeah. that. Ryan, Ryan, did you listen to that episode? <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> Go back and listen to the yeah. Shape of Water episode and see what we thought of that. Yeah. But uh, I did not. That is not sexy because the whole time I'm thinking about, okay, so both of them have to be able to hold their breath for very long. Yeah. And then they're making out while holding their breath, opening their mouth. Like <laughs> they're not inhaling any water. Right. I'm like, no, that's stupid. Stop giving me underwater Makeout scenes. Right, right, That's right. Not, it's you like, try doing that and see how fun it is. It's you know? like sex in a bathtub. Yeah. It's not fun. It, it like, looks good on yeah, TV. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great in yeah. a movie, but in real life, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. But yeah. that was that was dumb. You're banging Stop. your head on the <laughs> nozzle, and, and water is not a lubricant. <laughs> uh, nope, I had, oh, nope, it's not. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they they all kind of go there. They decide to go. They're going their separate ways. Uh, Bill goes back to Hollywood, I guess. Um, and he can finally finish his story. He finishes his story. I, is uh, that bookies writing a chapter out of the real book, or did anyone catch? I, I felt like it. They show you the text of the book. Yeah, like, I, I feel don't like it know. Had to be I don't know enough to know. I I assumed it <laughs> sure. was, but I I don't know. I'm that. just yeah. thinking it has to be a chapter yeah. out of it because it's going to talk about friendship or something. Right. But I did, yeah. Uh, it could so have been gets, from the body, which would have been Stand by Me. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is a fantastic yeah. short story. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they. He gets a letter from Stanley, it turns out, and it's family. It breaks it down. Stanley's like, I knew I didn't. I was not going to be strong enough to do this because I'm a pussy. Uh, (laughs) But I knew that I could do something to bring you guys together. And he like the what they're saying, which is is weird because he didn't. They all came to the town before they knew he was well, dead. I, think, I, I, think, that was I don't the, think it was that to, oh, it kept them there. to keep them together. And it wasn't, yeah, and, well, and they needed to be a, a cohesive unit right. to win, and if he couldn't be a part of that, Got they it. couldn't win. Right. So okay. If he was alive and not there, they wouldn't be strong That enough. makes more sense, because the whole time I'm thinking, like, okay, I was just in my head, like, what did he do? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't really... Right, okay. right, right. We see Ben and, and Bev are together. Mike is hightailing it out of dairy. He's finally going to Florida, He's going to Florida, yeah. yeah. Uh, Richie, which is where Dick Halloran went at the end of The Shining. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, they're all they're all coming for HHN. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'm trying to think. So Richie g- goes back to uh, the bridge, 
And he etches in the the E. Yeah, we for, saw for him as a kid doing R plus and a heart, and we didn't know. And then he's going over. We finally see it revealed. And I guess he did, he but did we it, didn't but see it. Yeah. And then he was going back over it. Right, right, adult. right. And so you find out that he did have feelings for Eddie. And, and that's yeah. kind of how it ends. So, yeah, it's a shame. Like, I really enjoyed it. I would agree. It's like a 7.5, yeah. 7, 7.5 for me. Yeah. It is very long. So just be prepared. I, I had to pee. Like I peed during when Mike was getting his totem, and I was like, "I, I made it through the whole movie." Without I know. Peeing. Well, I didn't. I didn't I think about it. Like I didn't. Pre- I saw a three and a half hour play with you, and I don't think you peed. Oh, you did it no, one. We time saw each the- other in the That's bathroom, right. but for the first, <laughs> yeah, but that that was after the second intermission where I'm like, "You made it two intermissions." I did without make peeing. it two intermissions. That's what I was peeing. impressed about. Yes. I'm like, how? What? So yeah, I think it's it's a good ending. There are some problems with it, but I think it's worth it's worth doing. Yeah. whatever it's going to be this weekend. Kind of at a at a at a six, but I could probably be talked into a seven so i'm I'm right around uh in that neighborhood like it's not it's certainly not below a six because it's too good for that but it's it's definitely not above a seven because it doesn't it doesn't do a lot of things right and so that i I think that's the neighborhood where i am which is pretty consistent with the imdb score rotten tomato score and the and metacritic as well i last time i checked they were all six or seven somewhere in that neighborhood i mean that's what it is yeah. to me as well i i i agree it's flawed there's but there's there are a lot of individual elements to like yeah. but it just doesn't yeah. pull together as a whole like which is again why i think i would love to see Topher grace needs to step in oh, and, and do his edit and do an edit <laughs> because i i think that there's enough good stuff here that you could assemble a really good four four and a half hour throw it on Netflix. movie and throw it yeah throw it on Netflix yeah. Yeah. Been doing. but i i cool. think that or if, Apple, if Apple you could whatever. substitute a lot of these flashbacks for scenes from the first movie and mm-hmm. and let those two things work flow yeah in in concert i think that it would be um, it would benefit sure. tremendously. Sure. So there you well, go. Well, I guess that's it for this one. Uh, let's go around the table, and everyone can introduce themselves, or everyone can say where to find them. <laughs> this is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket. And Ryan, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Sure, you can find me uh, on Twitter at RL Terry One. I'd love to to interact with you. I love you know, making connections with uh, all the people that. I regularly interact with and uh, in hopes that one day we can take our uh, friendship from the Twitter sphere into IRL and uh, be able to continue our uh, really engaging movie discussions. And so, uh, so please uh, you know, follow me. Uh, I'll follow you back and uh, we'll have uh, you know, fun you know, uh, talking about uh, movies. And I do a lot of talking about theme parks as well. So, uh, so please follow me and love to get to know you a little better. My blog is rltarryrealview.com. It's real with two E's. And, uh, yeah, and if you're ever uh, ever in Tampa you, and you want to sit in on one of my uh, screenwriting classes uh, at the University of Tampa, you know, just uh, hit me up. And I, 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 you know, I'd love to have you come in and uh, sit on a class and we can even talk more deeply uh, about plot. But uh, thank you guys uh, so very much for, uh, for having me on. I uh, love listening to the show. And uh, it's uh, a sheer pleasure to get to sit down and talk with you guys. Uh, about it it's a big movie and it was a big discussion <laughs> and yeah you know, we we hit a lot of great parts that i, I think will uh, help individuals decide if they want to watch it or if they have watched and they're not sure what they think and we've given a lot of people uh, different elements and components to think about and and it was uh it was very engaging especially because it's so early in the morning even an hour <laughs> earlier for you guys uh, it's, uh, it definitely was a great way to start uh my sunday fun day so uh, once again thank you very much for having me on 
Thank you. You're very welcome. And then you can find me uh, on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And you can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. And, of course, Apple Podcasts where you can go there, rate, review, subscribe, and on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Uh, coming up next time, I don't know what makes sense. Uh, we've got Goldfinch. Uh, we've got Goldfinch or Hustlers. Yep. So Goldfinch, it I is. vote for strippers, but I, Joe, <laughs> oh, wants, wow. Joe wants the Goldfinch. So I heard know. Hustlers is supposed to be hey, pretty good. Speaking of uh, strippers, I've got if any of your listeners happen to be an app developer. I've got a million dollar idea <laughs> for an app. It's called Stripper, but it's spelled S T R I P P R, so it's trendy and it's set up <laughs> just like Uber, but it's Uber for strippers. And so you, um, so because I mean, well, don't tell everybody. Why well, need somebody to develop the app for me? Because I don't know how to do it. I, 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 I got the idea. I just need somebody to, uh, to develop the app because then you, uh, like if you want to strip your way through grad school, now you can do it more safely, and you can put on the app that you're available to strip from like say six to eleven at night after you've done your day job, and then it's GPS and it's very safe. There's no cash exchange. It's all done through a credit card. And uh, and then it's no longer a hassle to find that male or female stripper for your bachelor bachelorette party because you just put this is where the party is at such and such a time. They come up, they show up, they do their thing, uh, and they leave. So it's it's just like Uber, but for strippers. All right, <laughs> pretty brilliant. <laughs> nah, yeah. So, but uh, so anyway, uh, we don't know what we're going to do next time, no. but we'll figure it. Out. There will be a next time. So <laughs> thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Binky gets a role in a kids show. Yeah, yeah. Don't do-